So if you're visiting with us, this is Pastor Appreciation Sunday, and that's why everyone's saying nice things about me, and I so appreciate it. I, I want to tell you uh, something before I speak, before we go to the message. Um, I would like to just tell you about another pastor I know, and uh, I did this in the first service as well, and I just want you to honor this pastor in your heart. Um, you know, because of the pandemic, uh, pastors have been unable to get in and out of nursing homes, sometimes not at all. And how many of you know uh, a woman who attended this church for a number of years named Marilyn Selfridge? How many of you know her? Put your hand up. Okay, good. At least a fourth of us, maybe a fifth of us. So Marilyn finds herself in uh, Mountain Laurel Rehab uh, as a resident there. And when the pandemic started, she realized pastors can't come in and they can't help these people. And Marilyn knows Jesus. <laughs> and she made it her mission to shepherd to pastor the people around her. The woman gets up every night and goes down the hallway and walks into rooms and say, how can I pray for you tonight? And prays with her neighbors on her floor and probably beyond. She has led more people to Christ than I have in the past year. And she deserves the same honor, perhaps even more. And she'll get it. <laughs> she is pastoring in a way that I cannot. And it is such a blessing. And I want to take a moment. Marilyn, I don't know that you watch or that you're able to, but we honor you today and all you do. And a countless of others, countless number of others that do the same. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah, great. All right, so I'd like to ask you if you would open your Bible to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. I'm looking at the graphic that I put on the screen now when I see it, and it almost looks like there's a three-headed person in a kilt, doesn't it? <laughs> but that's three generation of people there because um, we are talking about honoring your father and mother. There's a Bible app event for this, Exodus 20, is where we'll be briefly, then we'll be other places. And if you have the Bible app on your phone, you click the little menu and you look for an event near you, or maybe you'll need to type in Kerwinsville, uh, you'll find uh, the, all the scripture there along with a few notes that may be helpful to you. We've been doing a series through the Bible. We came to the Ten Commandments, and we stopped here to kind of do a little uh, tour of the Ten Commandments. We're on number five today. I read this kind of humorous story when I was doing some research for this message. I read a story online about a Sunday school teacher who was teaching small children the Fifth Commandment. And so as he taught them, he said, you understand the fifth commandment says, honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And so as the class was ending, he looked at the students, they were all pretty small, and he said, okay, that's the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. Can any of you students think of a commandment that tells us how to treat our brothers and sisters? And one little girl looked and said, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> Wow, you got to love kids, right? That was just so cute. I have a feeling that sometimes people look at this commandment and kind of wonder, is it really that important? Isn't it kind of one of the lesser commandments? Pastor Steve, this is, this is for kids, right? No, it's for people who have parents. Well, wait, wait, honor your parents? Come on, Pastor Steve, this is, um, who doesn't know you should do that? Evidently, a lot of people. <laughs> well, does it really compare? to other things like lying and murder and adultery. Evidently, God thinks it does. Because God had not been given an assignment where someone said to him, write down 10 commandments that you think humankind needs. He could have made 12. He could have made nine. He could have left this one off. 
But this one makes God's top 10 list. So it's pretty important. There's no getting past it. God expects us to honor our parents. And he repeats the same in the New Testament. It's an important commandment because really family is an essential building block of society. I went back and looked at when I preached on this commandment 19 years ago. I'm sure all of you who were here remember it in detail. Um, When I spoke then, I basically talked about how important family was to, to create and maintain the fabric of society. And all of us knows that different, know rather that different segments of society where the family structure isn't healthy, those fragments of society are not healthy either because family is an important building block in society. Another reason that this concept is in the Ten Commandments is because it is easy to fail to honor your father and your mother. To my shame, I admit to you that there have been times in my life when I failed to honor my father and my mother. I failed as a child at times. I failed big time as a teen at times. I failed big time as a young man at times. And I failed as a full-grown man occasionally. This commandment merits our attention for many reasons. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord has given you. How are you doing with that? It might be good to just think about that word honor and understand what it means. It's, it's the verb in this commandment. Honor your father and mother. And, and the Hebrew word honor is related to the word heavy as the word glory is related to the word heavy. When I think of it related to the word heavy, I think of, you know, the, the hipster who says, whoa, that was heavy, dude, you know, right? And what he's saying when he says that, he's saying that was really something worth my attention. That heavy thing is something that I should, that I should heed, that I should maybe celebrate, that maybe I should even contemplate it deeply. You honor that which is heavy, or that which is heavy is honorable. It should be plain that honoring something entails treating it with respect. We teach our children to do this when they meet someone. I was at a wedding reception yesterday, and I'm sitting at the table with friends, and you know, someone comes by that I've never met, and there was someone I know, and the someone I know says, Pastor Steve, I want to introduce you to Frank and Susan. And I don't do this. I don't just sit there and say, hey, good to meet you guys, you know, shake their hand that way. I do what I was taught to do. I stand up and I shake their hand. I'm honoring them by doing that. I want you to think about that. If you and I are taught to do that with complete strangers, how much more should I do that with my mother, with my father? But someone is bound to ask the question, what if my parents aren't worthy of respect? And that is a good question. What if I have that absentee parent in my life? Or what if, what if my parents are neglectful? Or what if my parents are abusive? And let me say that if that is a case in your life, I'm truly sorry. You have my sympathy because I could only imagine how difficult that must be. And I have seen the pain and the heartache and even the scars that that can leave in a person's life. I understand that as best as I can understand anything that I haven't experienced. And you have my respect and my sympathy as you've dealt with that. However, even if a parent or anyone in authority 
acts without good character, you can still treat them with respect. Not just for their benefit, but even more so for your own benefit. You can treat anyone with respect and honor because honor and respect are a choice, just like love is a choice. Love is a choice? Yeah. You're supposed to love your enemies, and that's a hard choice to make. Honor and respect. They're something that you can do. The Lord would not have given you this command were it an impossibility. If you're thinking, yeah, I'm not sure I buy into that, let me just give you a biblical example. In the Bible, there's a fellow named David, the shepherd boy who became king. And he was treated very poorly by the existing king, King Saul. Saul even tried to kill David, not just once, on multiple occasions. He threw a spear at David, narrowly missing him. And the spear stuck in the wall. If David himself had killed King Saul, very few people would have been distressed about that. Very few people would have, would have questioned his right to do so. But even when David had opportunity to kill the king, listen to what he says to his men that are suggesting that. 1 Samuel 24, 6, just one verse, it says, David said to them, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him for he is the anointed of the Lord. And so David honored Saul simply because of the position God had placed him in. And David was doing this centuries before the apostle Paul had written Romans 13. In the first verse of Romans 13, the scripture says, let everyone be subject to governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Hey, David, that applies to kings. Hey, Steve, that would be me. That applies to presidents. Oh, there have been many times in my lifetime that sentence has made me angry. That applies to school teachers. There have been times in my life that that has made me angry. That applies to your boss. That applies to the guy writing you the ticket. That definitely applies to your parents. There are people in authority who give us little reason to respect them. But you can respect a person without respecting their behavior. And if you have parents who behave dishonorably, you can honor them by honoring the position God has placed them in. And it is to your benefit to do so. Honoring them means heeding their godly instruction. The Apostle Paul kind of opens this up with the the phrase, children obey. (laughs) Children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honoring your father and your mother means obeying their godly instruction. You know, if someone asks you to do something and you don't do it, that's dishonoring to them. Almost every night, Laurel goes upstairs, our TV room is downstairs, and she goes up to the kitchen before I go up. And quite frequently, I'm sitting there watching the last of whatever I'm watching, and and she'll look back and she'll say, hey, bring up your cup and the coffee and that plate there. Would you bring those up and put them in a sink? And occasionally, I remember to do that. When I don't do that, I am not honoring her. When I do do it, I am honoring her. If your father tells you to cut the grass, 
and you don't do it. There's no honor happening there. If your mother tells you to hang up your coat and you don't do it, where is the honor in that? Man, moms and dads are beaming at me right now. They are just smiling, right? You notice I said you honor your parents by heeding their godly instruction. Paul doesn't say that. He just says, obey your parents and the Lord for it is right. I'm qualifying it with the phrase godly instruction. The Bible doesn't do that because I think the Bible knows, or at least it thinks that you know better than to rob a bank if that's what your parents tell you to do. You don't obey them there, right? There are limits on that. But their godly instruction, heed it. Honor means heeding their godly instructions. And honor is really the the opposite of disrespecting them. Through the ages, every generation learns to create phrases about the previous generation that show disrespect. Back in the 60s, don't trust anyone over 30. Or was it 40? Something like that. I was but a child in the 60s. How about this one? This is the current one. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Ah, Wow. That's the opposite of respecting them. Have you ever been with someone and their son or daughter treated them disrespectfully in your presence and you're kind of a third party to that? You know, maybe they they called them names or maybe, you know, the, the, the kid says, mom, you are so stupid. Or, you know, maybe it's more like, you don't even know how to use your smartphone, dad. Give me that. You know, that kind of thing. You ever been in that situation? Hmm. How do you feel as a third party in that situation? Number one, I feel embarrassed for me because I just want to go hide. It's just an embarrassing environment. Number two, I feel embarrassed for the parent because that's got to be embarrassing for them. Number three, I also feel embarrassed for the child because if they could see how ugly, how ugly that is, right? Overt disrespect for your parents is something God finds deeply troubling. (laughs) Listen to the words of Proverbs 30, 17. I'm going to put it on the screen. The eye that mocks the father that scorns the aged mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley and will be eaten by the vultures. This was dramatized most thoroughly in the TV series, The Walking Dead, right? (laughs) Wow. Are you getting the point that God really wants you to honor your parents? Are you getting the point that he just didn't have nine commandments and think, what else can I put to have an even 10? that this is an important issue. So that kind of moves us to the question of how do we actually do that? How do I honor my parents? And I I really have half a dozen what I consider to be powerful ways that you can honor your parents. And these don't spring from the commandment itself. There's just one sentence in the commandment. But they do come from Scripture, and I'll show you that a couple different places. The first way that I'd like you to consider honoring your parents is simply to show gratitude to them. Show them gratitude. You can really see the value of gratitude in Scripture when you think of the story of the ten lepers that Jesus healed. There were these ten lepers who came to Jesus, and he cleansed them. He made them well, and they left. And in the end, one of them came back to say thank you. And and in verse 17, Jesus asks, we're not all ten cleansed, then where are the others? Where are the other nine? What's up with that? Has no one returned to give praise to God? except this foreigner. And you can see the point. Gratitude is honorable. Can I talk to you about a regret that I have? (laughs) While my father was still living, he died in 2001. 
while he was still living, I had this thought that came into my head that I should take out a piece of paper and write down maybe a dozen things that I was thankful for that my dad and my mom did for me. And I should, the next time I go see them, pull that out of my pocket and say, hey guys, give me about five minutes of your time. I just want to thank you for a dozen things here. Can I do that? And I thought about putting that list together. I thought about it. And I never did. And uh, never got around to doing it until after my father died. It was too late. I want to tell you, I recited that list dozens of times for my mother. Because of the huge regret I had for not showing gratitude to both of them. I probably overdid it with one of them. I don't know that you can't overdo that. Showing gratitude to a parent is showing them honor. Here's a really practical one. Communicate. Respond to those text messages promptly. (laughs) Yeah. I'll bet there are a couple parents who would like to amen me on that, right? Yeah. Amen, right? And, And put down the electronics. Put down the electronics. Double amen from a mom in the front row. How about that? Yeah, right? Stop browsing. Stop watching the video. Stop recording. Stop gaming. Whatever it is that is keeping you from hearing them. And when they say, how was your day? Answer that question as though I said it to you because I think most of you respect me. Abs, okay, see you later. Ah. Treat them with the same respect that you would treat someone in authority outside of your family. I can tell you, regarding that text message, there will come a day that you'll look at your phone and think, I wish that thing would light up. I wish that thing would light up with their name on it. Along that same vein, care for them. Show them care. In a book of the Bible that was written to a young pastor named Timothy, God instructs that church that Timothy was caring for on the need to take care of widows who have no one to take care of them. And I will say to you, Kerbinsville Alliance, you have done that well in the 25 years I've known you. You do a great job. The actual text says, give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. The next verse says this, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family, so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. Hmm. This is so bizarre. What I'm about to tell you is so bizarre that I am kind of afraid you'll think I'm lying when I tell you this. I have had capable adults outside the church family come to me and criticize the church family for not taking care of their widowed mother. Huh. Huh. Adults who are not adequately caring for their own parents themselves coming to the church and requiring that you and I do that ministry for their mother or for their father. Bizarre, right? You're like, nah, come on, Pastor Steve. Some of you are like, yeah, I believe that. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that. This commandment is for them, right? But I want to say this too. (laughs) I love you, Kerbinsville Alliance. When this happens, the good people of Kerbinsville Alliance look and say, wait a minute, why aren't they? Never mind, we'll take care of her. And it's a beautiful thing that you do that. 
I was in a small group a number of years ago, and I do not have permission to share this story, so I will leave it nameless. It was a men's group years ago, and one of the guys there was talking about the things he was doing for his mom. And he wasn't bragging, not bragging at all. He was just asking us to pray that he would be effective in doing what he needed to do and that he would have a good heart as he helped his mom and his dad. And he spoke, when he spoke about his mom, he spoke with such tender compassion and gentleness and love. And I don't know that I have ever respected a human being more than I respected that man at that moment. Wow. (laughs) Care for them. Care for them. Number four, how do I honor my parents? Seek their advice. Proverbs 1.8 says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. And we know that's largely about biblical or I should say God-centered things, but it covers all of life. I have a son who's a pretty smart guy, but whenever he buys a car, he calls dad. That just feels kind of good, you know? I always called my dad when I was ready to buy a car. And then when he died in 2001 and I was ready to buy a car again, I remember saying to Laurel, I just wish I could call my dad. And she said, call my dad. And I did. It was good for him. It was good for me. (laughs) When my son's refrigerator was leaking water onto the floor, and it wasn't, it was a pretty serious problem. He has YouTube. He called me. When we figured out how to do it and he ordered the part for it, he held the part and kept mopping up the floor until I visited Albuquerque, New Mexico, so we could do it together. That was just so cool. You want to honor your parents. Seek their advice. You might might just be surprised how good their advice, advice is. And you might be surprised at how it bonds you. Two more. Encourage them. Encourage them. The Bible tells us to encourage one another, speaking in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, the scripture says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together somewhere in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. It is important that we as believers encourage one another, and it is important that children encourage their parents. I want you to know, there's probably never been anyone in your life who encouraged you more than your parents. Yeah. And children probably don't realize how much power they have by providing encouragement. When my children say to me, hey, dad, I heard your sermon last week. That was really good. And they do that like once every 30 years (laughs) because I preach a good sermon once every 30 years. When they say that, man, I feel like a million bucks. It just means so much. It means more, honestly. I love it when you guys say that, but it means more when they say it. It's just a beautiful, you have power to encourage your parents like, like you just can't imagine the power you have. When a child says, Mom, you always know just the right thing to say. Dad, I feel like you can fix anything. Mom, thanks for always making my friends feel welcome here. You're so good at that. Dad, I am so glad you taught me to change my oil. Nobody else here knows how to do that. Mom, I know this is a big change going on without dad, but you're not alone. And this isn't something you'll survive. I think you can thrive through this. You're going to make it. Dad, I know you never expected to be here in life, 
but there are a lot of things left in life for you to enjoy. Those words from the heart of the child, they penetrate deeply into the heart of the parent. Honor your father and mother by encouraging them. And one more way, forgive them. You might be thinking to yourself, forgive them? What what are you talking? Do you know something? I don't know, Pastor Steve. (laughs) There's a scene in Seinfeld, and I'm a Seinfeld fan. I pity people who watch comedy today. It just doesn't measure up in my mind, right? There's a, a scene in a Seinfeld where George Costanza is being his typically neurotic self. And, and he's talking about a girlfriend that he wants. And, and he says, she wants me to like her if she likes me, but she doesn't like me. It's so George Costanza. And while Jerry and Elaine are watching him torture himself with that situation, Elaine says this, I don't know what your parents did to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, parenting is hard work. It's especially hard for George and Estelle Costanza, but it's hard for all of us. Every parent makes mistakes. Every parent does. And your godly parents probably regret their mistakes more than you regret the mistakes they made. They kick themselves. I kick myself. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Don't do it this way. Pastor Steve was talking about how we need to forgive our parents, Dad, and so I just want you to know I forgive you for never being at one of my games, even though you promised. No, don't do that, right? It's not the one I'm talking about. Man, I would just encourage you to just let it go. Just let it go. Between you and God, forgive them. And scripture says that you can do that. Scripture says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Wow, there are just countless ways we could apply this, aren't there? And there's so much more that we could say about this message, that your days may be long in the land. You know, there's a lot we could we can uncover here, but I really feel like uh, I really feel like this commandment says it all. Honor your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. How about that list? Those half dozen things. How are you doing at showing gratitude? How are you doing at communicating? How are you doing at caring for them? How are you doing at interacting with them on advice? Are you encouraging them? Have you forgiven them? Take a gander at that list. I'll leave it there for a moment. What else would you put on that list that maybe you can address? So this commandment is one that parents love. (laughs) Because I have in mind, rightly so, that this will benefit them if their kids would do these things. But this commandment will benefit you if you have parents. Whether you're six years old or 60 years old, if your parents are still living, this commandment can benefit you if you will apply it. Just like all the other commands benefit you. And God himself, has called you to do this, and he would never call you to do that which is impossible. 
by the presence of his Holy Spirit within you, you have everything you need for life and godliness. And you can change. You can honor your father and mother in deeper, more meaningful ways than you had anticipated. I want to pray that that would happen. Would you unite your heart with me in prayer? Let's stand. By the way, isn't it nice to have Andy on guitar? We have missed you, Andy. It's good to have you here. So let's focus our hearts for a moment. You remember the list? Back up to that list for me, would you please, Carrie? Uh, There it is. Good. Show gratitude, communicate, care for them, seek their advice, encourage them, forgive them. Um, Let's unite our hearts together and talk to God about that. Shall we pray? Father, we love you. You are the perfect dad. And yet sometimes we fail to honor you the way we should. Forgive us for that. And sometimes we have failed to honor our father and mother the way you command us to. Forgive us for that. Father, those of us whose dads and moms are in heaven, would you just tell them that we honor them and that we love them, that we care, that we're appreciative of what they've done and that they had great value in our life? And those of us whose parents are still living, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to empower us and enable us to show them the honor that is due their position in such a way that they'll be astonished, that they'll notice. And not just today, but throughout our lives, may this be a pattern of our life, that we would be men and women, boys and girls who grow to be men and women who honor our father and mother. For this is our prayer in Christ's name, amen.